0: This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. It's Fair and 28 at the KVOM Studios. Today is Thursday, the 11th of January, 2024. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. And we'll have some sunshine this morning, followed by increasing clouds and a few showers this afternoon. Our high in the mid-50s with breezy conditions, nothing like what we had a few days ago. Tonight it clouds up. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Some possibly severe. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on in our Newswatch. Overnight, our low kind of mild, 47. Friday, it'll be windy with showers early and clearing later in the day. But listen, after our morning high of 51, our temperatures are going to fall to near freezing throughout the day. We've got a 70% chance of rain and wind gusts up to 40 miles an hour tomorrow. Friday night, temperatures plummet into the low 20s with gusty winds. Saturday, sunny, high in the mid 40s. But Saturday night slow down to 16 with clear skies. Sunday, we begin watching a potential winter storm. We'll have cloudy skies, snow likely in the afternoon, with a high only in the upper 20s on Sunday. Still keeping an eye out for snow Sunday night as we cool all the way down to 12. And for Martin Luther King Jr. Day on Monday, mostly cloudy skies, snow showers during the morning, very cold, a high of only 23 and Monday night slow in the single digits, down to five. Tuesday brings sunshine, but a high only in the low 20s. Right now, it's fair in 28 at the KVOM studios. Let's take a moment to congratulate our employee of the day today. It is Becky Roden at Moralton Intermediate School. Obituaries this morning. Barbara Ann Davidson of Plummerville died Tuesday, January 9th, just a week shy of her 84th birthday. A celebration of life will be held this afternoon at 2 at Mount Pleasant Missionary Baptist Church in Plummerville, with visitation at 1 p.m., arrangements are by Niles Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton. Roy Lynn Wirt, age 70, died on Wednesday, January third. He was a 1971 graduate of Eastside High, where he earned a music scholarship to Philander Smith College. As a young man, he was in the church choir at Philadelphia Missionary Baptist Church and later became a member of Agape Community Temple of Servants in Conway. He was the first-ever chief of the Menifee Volunteer Fire Department and is survived by his wife, Patricia, four children, Joanna Tony, Stephanie Bailey, Roy Worth II, and Sherita Lewis, three sisters, eight grandchildren, and six great-grandchildren, among others. Visitation will be held Friday, January 12th, 2 to 5 p.m. at Agape Community Temple of Servants in Conway. Family hour is 5 to 6 p.m., Celebration of Life will be held 11 a.m. Saturday, January 13th at Agape Community Temple of Servants in North Little Rock. Arrangements are by Vance, Wilson, and Jarrett Funeral Directors of Moralton. Now 734, let's turn to news this morning. Most of Arkansas is preparing to brace for a number of different weather scenarios in the coming days. Before we're faced with snow and dangerously cold temperatures Sunday and into early next week, we'll enjoy temperatures in the 50s today. But Colby Pope, with the National Weather Service in Little Rock, says we could be dealing with heavy rain and strong to severe thunderstorms tonight ahead of a cold front that will bring strong winds on Friday with gusts up to forty five miles an hour. It'll be a very windy system, and then we'll start to notice those temperatures really start to plunge as we have a, um, a Arctic air mass that will be uh, will start to fill the ramifications of that as we go into the weekend and looking like Sunday into Monday is when we could see snow and I would say one to three inches right now but that's just a, a first crack at it as we get a little bit closer to the vent itself and this weekend uh, we'll be able to nail down specifics a little bit more. Temperatures will continue to plummet Monday and Tuesday with overnight lows in the single digits and highs both days in the lower 20s. it's fair and 28 at the KVOM studios. Today's high, 56 with sunshine. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in a moment. Hometown Banking, Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 736, Fair and 28 at the KVOM Studios. The Conway County Community Foundation, an affiliate of the Arkansas Community Foundation, is now accepting applications for 2024 Giving Tree Grants. Any nonprofit organization may apply for a grant online at arcf.org/givingtree. Applications are due February 15th. Grants typically range from $250 to $2500. Requests for all types of grants will be considered, but the Community Foundation is especially interested in awarding grants that address the 4 Aspire Arkansas pillars: education, health, family, and community. Priority is given to organizations based in Conway County. However, the Community Foundation will consider applications from organizations based in other areas if they can demonstrate that their program will provide services to people in Conway County. Any IRS 501c3 public charity, public school, government agency, or hospital in Conway County is eligible to apply. Other applicants may be considered if the project has a clear charitable purpose for the public benefit. Grants are not made to individuals or small businesses. Applications will be reviewed by the Conway County Community Foundation Board of Directors. The Conway County Care Center provided food for nearly 4,000 households in 2023. Manager Cindy Lucarello says the center distributed over 4,600 boxes of food to those in need during the year, plus an additional 476 bags to supplement the Meals on Wheels program. Lucarello says the center would not have been able to reach those numbers without the support of its volunteers and community donors.
2: We have the best group of volunteers right now. They are just stunning. We couldn't do what we do without them. They are. They show up, they do what they need to do, both in the pantry and in the thrift store, and we could not do it without them. We couldn't do it without our donors. It is so much appreciated. I, I, we, we can't even express our gratitude.
0: Among the donations received last year by the Care Center were 1,500 boxes of cereal during the Raymond Chambers Memorial Cereal Drive in the spring and 13,000 items during the Harvest of Hope Food Drive in the fall. Donations are accepted year round at the Care Center as food boxes are distributed every Tuesday and Friday, as well as the first Saturday of every month. Medical marijuana sales in Arkansas set a new annual record in 2023 with $283 million in transactions, according to a report from the Arkansas Department of Finance and Administration. The state's 38 dispensaries finished the year on a high note, with $25.6 million in sales in December, the most for any month last year. The record-breaking year pushed the medical marijuana industry over the $1 billion mark in total sales since medical cannabis was legalized in Arkansas in 2019. Suite 443 in Hot Springs sold the most product, in the state in 2023, followed by the Natural Relief Dispensary in Sherwood. Those two dispensaries also topped the others in sales in December, each with over 500 pounds. Locally, Enlightened Cannabis for People in Moralton sold just over 83 pounds of product in December to rank 26th in the state, just behind Arkansas Natural Products in Clinton. Harvest in Conway sold 247 pounds, and 420 Dispensary in Russellville sold 111.5 pounds of medical marijuana in December. The Arkansas Department of Health Reports there are now over 97,300 active patient cards in the state. The group aiming to get an educational rights amendment on the Arkansas ballot in 2024 says it will resubmit a revised proposal in the coming days after Attorney General Tim Griffin rejected the proposed ballot initiative. For Our Kids introduced the proposal in December. Griffin said he rejected the committee's proposed popular name and ballot title because of various problems in the text of the proposed constitutional amendment, and he asked for the proposed amendment, popular name, and ballot title to be redesigned. Sections of the proposal would apply identical state academic standards and identical state accreditation standards to all schools receiving local or state funds, which Griffin said is unconstitutional and violates the First Amendment. In his letter to For Our Kids, Griffin wrote that the proposal, if enacted, would prevent parochial schools from offering religious instruction as part of their academic curriculum. Now 741, let's check markets with Kirsten Craddy of Edward Jones in downtown Moralton.
3: On Wall Street, investors' focus is squarely on inflation this week, as tomorrow's CPI reading will provide clues on the timing of Fed rate cuts. The headline index is expected to tick higher to 3.2% from 3.1%, but consensus looks for core CPI, which excludes food and energy, to continue to improve falling to 3.8% from 4%. While the path lower will not be a straight line, we think that core inflation will fall to around 2.5% this year, which should allow the Fed to start pivoting to a more neutral stance. The timing of when the first rate cut might come could be a source of volatility, but it doesn't change the fact that policy will most likely be easing in the back half of the year as inflation moves closer to the 2% target. The Dow closed at 37,695 and was up 170 points. NASDAQ closed at 14,969 and was up 111 points. Volume was moderate as 8 million shares traded hands on the big board. AT&T was down 8 cents at $16.87. Bank of America was down 3 cents at $33.60. and Company was up 49 cents at $393.71. Entergy Corporation was up 17 cents at $104.54. Under Armour was up $0.03 at $8.01. Simmons Bank was down $0.07 at $18.95. Regents Financial was down $0.20 at $18.92. Southwestern Energy was down $0.02 at $6.89. Tyson's Food was down $0.83 at $54.50. Walmart was up $1.98 at $161.29. Live Ramp was up $0.72 cents at $36.04. Interpublic Group was down $0.33 cents at $32.58. Next NextEra Energy was up $0.27 cents at $62.28. Natural Gas was down $0.15 cents at $3.03. Precious metals were lower today, with gold being down $4.20 at $2,028.80, and silver was down $0.03 cents at $23.06. I'm Kirsten Crowdy with Edward Jones, Doug Cahill's office, downtown Moralton.
0: On our community calendar, the City of Moralton Sanitary Board meets today at noon at Moralton City Hall. The Perryville City Council meets tonight at 6.30 in the City Council meeting room. The Conway County Cooperative Extension Service is hosting a Serve Safe Food Manager certification course, January 24th and 25th, 9 to 4, both days, at the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce office. All participants must pre-register by Friday, Contact Shannon Autry at the Extension Office at 501-977-2146. DAV Chapter 13 will give away food boxes to veterans on a first-come, first-served basis this Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the DAV Service Office parking lot at 206 Maple Street in Moralton. A joint meeting of the Conway County Quorum Court Fire Department Committee and Personnel and Governmental Committee will be held Friday, 4.30 p.m. in the third-floor courtroom at the Courthouse in Moralton. Family Life Worship Center, Highway 9 in Moralton, is hosting its first monthly feast and fellowship gathering Saturday at noon in the Church Fellowship Hall with special music, a small devotional, and a free meal. You're asked to text 501-208-1160 if you plan to attend. And Knights of Columbus Council 6680 in New Dixie will have a spaghetti and sausage supper Saturday 4 to 7 p.m. at the St. Boniface Parish Hall Meals are $15 for adults and $7 for kids. Well, if you ever miss our weekday morning news watch on the radio, you can listen when it's convenient for you. Subscribe for free to KVOM's podcast channel. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can just listen on our website or the EAB Media app. KVOM's weekday Newswatch podcast is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. 7.46, fair, and 28 at the KVOM studios. Coming up on Close Up, we'll visit with Mary Clark from the University of Arkansas Community College at Morrilton. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey, if News Watch with
1: Sports, I'm Eric Tyler. The 2003 Maralton High School girls basketball team will celebrate the 20-year anniversary of their state championship season Friday night at Devil Dog Arena when this year's Maralton teams play host to Pottsville for a four-conference action. Camille Woods is one of the players from that team who will be in town for the reunion She's excited about the chance to reminisce and catch up with some of her former teammates.
2: Definitely exciting. Um, time flies when you had fun in this case because 20 years later is a big chunk of time. But, yeah, we haven't been together all as one like this probably since we won State and Pine Bluff at the convention center 20 years ago.
1: No, many of the players now live out of state or in other parts of Arkansas Woods. Expect most of the team to be in attendance tomorrow night.
2: With the plan pop deal? it aligns because, um, Coach Johnson, Chance Johnson, is now the athletic director of Pottsville, so he'll be able to come back
3: to that game. Coach Shelly Davis finally retired from her coaching career in high school, so she'll be there, and um, the majority of the girls will be there. And we're really excited. I know I have not seen this gym, and quite a few of us haven't, because
2: shortly after we graduated, many of us went out of state to play um, college basketball and just really hadn't gotten back. A lot of people ended up staying where they were. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see everyone again.
1: The majority of the players, at least 10 of them on that 2003 team, went on to play college basketball, including a few who played at the Division I level. The team will gather for food and fellowship in the arena's hospitality room during the games and will be introduced on John Widener Court during halftime of the boys' game. That boys' game will follow the girls' game, which starts at 6 o'clock. Marlton's junior high teams are in action tonight. 8th the to ninth grade girls and boys teams play host to Clarksville starting at 4.30 p.m. in Devil Dog Arena. The 7th grade girls and boys teams play at Clarksville also starting at 4.30. Sacred Heart has 7th grade girls and boys and junior high girls and boys games scheduled at home against Hector tonight. First game at 4 o'clock. The 2024 Arkansas Activities Association Regional and State Tournament host sites will be decided today during a meeting at the Hilton Garden Inn in North Little Rock at 2 p.m., schools that entered a bid to host a postseason tournament will have the opportunity to present their case as to why they should be selected. The sites for basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, soccer, and volleyball for the calendar year will be determined. The Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team fell to 0 2 in Southeastern Conference play with a 76 66 loss to Georgia. On the road last night, the Hogs stay on the road to play at Florida on Saturday. Former Nemo Vista standout Patrick Perry had nine points and five rebounds for the Randall University men's basketball team on Tuesday. But Saints lost to Southwestern Adventist 78-62. to Ten minutes in front of 8 o'clock now on KVOM. As we take a look at weather, our low temperature This morning, 28 degrees. High yesterday was 58. A year ago today, the low was 45. The high was 76. No rain the last 24 hours at KVOM. We're at 1.73 inches for the year. Sunset this evening, 517. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 720. And forecast calling for, uh, again, high in the upper 50s this afternoon, around 58 degrees. But by this evening, And tonight, the chance of showers and thunderstorms will be with us. And uh, 70% chance on through Friday morning, actually. And we'll have an overnight low, actually, right around 50. And our high temperature for tomorrow is 57, but that'll be in the morning. And temperatures will cool off quite a bit throughout the day to around uh, freezing, actually, by late in the afternoon tomorrow. And then Saturday, we'll have a high near 45, mostly sunny skies, but high only the mid-20s Sunday and Monday will stay below freezing uh, for a few days, it looks like, with that snow. Good chance of snow there Sunday evening, Sunday night, and through Monday morning with overnight lows in the teens and then falling to the single digits by Uh, Tuesday morning and could even drop below uh, freezing by Wednesday morning. Very, very cold. Temperatures in store for us early part of next week. So in that snow we get, uh, probably stick around for a few days it looks like. But you're going to have the potential for that severe weather tonight to uh, worry about first as we'll have those strong winds uh, throughout the day tomorrow as well. So very uh, Windy conditions tomorrow and again that potential for uh, severe thunderstorms with us tonight. Right now, fair skies 30 degrees in Marlton, 752 now in KVOM NewsWatch. continues in just a moment.
3: Daddy Jean State Bank Right in town and always
0: in touch. NMLS number 1590686, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender.
1: It is 7.58 now on KVOM, and we're joined on our close-up interview this morning by Mary Clark with the University of Arkansas Community College in Marlton. Good morning to good morning. you, Mary. Good
2: morning.
1: It is good to catch up with you, and we got uh, a lot going on. At yeah, the college, obviously, about to start the spring semester. Yes. Next year, hopefully on Wednesday. We'll, hopefully, we'll, we'll see. I hope,
2: I hope the yeah. first day of school is not a snow day. Yeah, so. yeah but that um, is
1: the plan January 17th, and uh, still still a chance to, to get signed up for classes.
2: That's right. We are doing um, registration and advising currently, um, and that is open registration. People do not have to have an appointment. They can walk in and uh, meet with an advisor, get their schedule done, and get registered. Um, and our faculty are all back it's great to see everybody back from the holidays Um, and we've been pre-registering all uh, during the fall uh, since about October so we've actually registered -registered pre-registered 1,928 students Um, and it's uh, it's a great enrollment right now the the numbers are looking fantastic because um, our um, this is up about 325 students from last spring right. that we've already enrolled in our, our student headcount for spring of 2023 was 1665 so we're already at 1928 and that you know we've still got week a couple like a week and a half basically um, we'll register actually through January the 19th which is that Friday mm-hmm. but classes are scheduled to begin on Wednesday the 17th
1: okay yeah enrollment numbers great that, that that's awesome obviously, I obviously had the big uh, big jump in the fall uh, yes as well so mm-hmm. um, and we, we announced this week a big a new uh, endowed scholarship Dr. Larry and Carleen Davis yes. for, for nursing
2: that's Mm -hmm. right we are yeah we are thrilled we are so grateful to them uh for this just very generous gift um but dr davis is our was our chancellor uaccm chancellor uh until his retirement in 2019 um and nursing has always been a program that was really close to his heart his daughter is a practicing nurse and um, in Oklahoma, um, and in her honor, um, the Davises, uh, Dr. Davis and then his wife Carlene have uh, given us a gift of twenty-five thousand dollars to create a an endowed scholarship for our nursing students. Um, and this will be for full-time students enrolled in either uh, re- practical nursing or registered nursing. Um, it's um, going to be a great pro- uh, a scholarship for for students. You know, so many of our nursing students are. They are non traditional students. They work, they have children, multiple children, they have families, and they're trying to balance work and school. And sometimes, you know, the financial part is a real struggle. So these scholarships are going to be so beneficial. But the wonderful thing about an endowment is we invest that money that Mm $25,000 gift with the foundation um, and that draws interest and that interest is what pays the the funds the award Mm -hmm. for the scholarships so that scholarship will last in perpetuity I mean it will be going for Mm -hmm. many many years years forever basically Um, and it will help so many students throughout the years Um, and there is such a a shortage I think everybody knows and has heard about the shortage Mm -hmm. in the healthcare field I mean it's going to be a it's a crisis because we have this aging population and um, we have uh, an expanded need for healthcare services and there's just not enough nurses so many are are retirement age now Um, so this is going to be helping to fill that skills gap um, and create a lot of of nurses for our region Um, so we're so grateful to them and an interesting note to that is um, Dr. Davis, a portion of that gift um, mm-hmm. came from. It's a, called a retire uh, a required minimum distribution mm-hmm. uh, of retirement funds that he had to withdraw from his retirement account, which is a federal law. Um, and you have to a percentage that you have to take out each year. And if you give it to a charitable organization, you you don't have to, you don't have to pay taxes on it. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win situation for for the Davises. Um, and then he and Carlene added to that portion to create that twenty-five thousand dollars which is the the required amount for to, to create the endowment so so happy uh, that they are doing that and appreciate their continued support even after their you know his retirement yep
1: absolutely so well, it's good to give back and uh, of course nursing uh, nursing program popular there at uh, UACC absolutely
2: and it's one of our f- original programs uh from the day we opened in 1963 um, and it uh, right now we just uh, we have a, a level one is the first uh, group of the first semester students uh, going in practical nursing there's 24 of those and they're all registered and then we'll have our two classes that are returning in practical nursing and then we have the uh, registered nursing cohort has all registered that's 32 students mm-hmm. so um, that program is going great and of course they have multiple job offers even before they graduate so
1: to Mary Clark with UACCM. I know one of the, uh, I guess one of your longtime employees retiring. Yes, Ms. Thomas.
2: Yes, this is it's a bittersweet announcement for us. You know, we um, Marilyn has worked there for thirty six mm-hmm. years. I've, I've known her thirty two of those years. So um, it's we're gonna we're really going to miss her, but we are so thrilled for her because she has given thirty six years of devoted service from the time that she was in early childhood. Uh, uh, instructor and then she became the Dean of uh, General Education and has been doing that for the past about the past decade I believe so um, she is retiring uh, well deserved retirement and um, she her family is actually giving a retirement reception for her tomorrow um, from 3 30 to 6 it's a come and go reception and that will be at the First Baptist Church in Moralton in the Fellowship Hall and they've invited all of Marilyn's family and friends so anybody listening who knows Marilyn um, is welcome to go by that reception I know she'd love to see see them and um, we wish her the best and um, Dr. Nanette Berry who is one of our math instructors has been appointed the interim dean of general education Um, and then Dr. Counts who is our vice chancellor for academics he will uh, launch a a comprehensive search uh, for the new um, dean for the division of general education so um, yeah it's it's a lot of changes but you know it's uh, it's good things and and Dr. Berry will do a great job and uh, have full faith in her so um, things are going great there but we sh- we certainly will miss Maryland so
1: yep absolutely and uh, survey pro- uh, surveying program growing uh, as well right
2: that's right it is it's really incredible the growth in that program and there's such that's another program that's really in demand and we are one of the only colleges in the state that offers that associate degree mm-hmm. in surveying so um, which is required for as part of the um, you know the uh, requirements for to become licensed to uh, take the surveying exam to become a licensed surveyor in the state of Arkansas so um, there was 53 students in the program right now enrolled um, so we have actually hired a second instructor uh, Dustin Taylor will be joining dr. T- uh, joining Terry Cleaver who is our current instructor um, and that those students also um, there's a lot of demand in Northwest Arkansas mm-hmm. a lot of businesses that are calling us all the time trying to to find our graduates to come up and, and, and work in that area so um really happy to have Dustin back. He's one of our alumni in that program, and that's another program that has been there since our inception in 1963.
1: So. Sure. All right. And uh, did have the, uh, you got the big grant from Johnson Controls, yeah, and that. Yes. they were on campus, presented, I guess, presented that yes. money.
2: Uh, Johnson Controls is one of our biggest industry partners. It's been very supportive. Uh, And they serve on our advisory committee for the HVAC program for air conditioning, heating, and refrigeration. And um, they awarded us a $100,000 grant back in the fall. Uh, Part of that grant was for equipment and for last-dollar scholarships. But also, um, they have begun, it's a unique, it's a grant mentor program. Um, So they came on campus in December, and uh, employees have volunteered to mentor our students in that program. So they actually, it was a really low-key, relaxed, uh, they they had lunch. I got to meet their mentors and they will work with them during the spring and it's going to be invaluable for them to be able to our students can really talk one-on-one with these uh, the people that are in the industry and really get a lot of insight so I think it's gonna be a great program and then that grant there's an opportunity to reapply um, and uh, get that for an additional three years for a total of a four hundred thousand dollar grant
1: okay all right welcome a couple new board of visitors yeah members recently
2: we were yes, really happy to announce um, Two new to board of visitors uh, members. One is Lisa Green, um, and she is the quality and training manager for Green Bay Packaging in Morlton so um, Arkansas Craft Division, and you know they are one of our biggest industries in town. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she has had wealth of experience, I mean, and so she is going to bring that industry experience in to help us, you know, mm-hmm. in an advisory role of the board member. Um, and Lisa, uh, is, she came to our first, our meet, her first meeting in December. Um, it was a pleasure to meet her. And I know she, she, was, she jumped right in and she gave a lot of great advice. And um, so um, we're really happy about that um, from the industry perspective. And then we also have Josh Daniels and he is actually the superintendent of the Dover School District. Um, and he started as an elementary school teacher, and uh, then a principal. Um, so he will bring that kind of the K through twelve program. And as we increase our concurrent program, which is really mm-hmm. growing, uh, his his advice and insight will be really helpful for that. So um, we were really happy to have both of them join us. And they'll they'll um, they started their service in December, or so and we'll continue um, as long as as long as they want to. But sure. we appreciate that's it. a volunteer role, and it's you know they give their time and and effort and uh, so we really appreciate all of our board members of course.
1: Absolutely. uh, UACCM UACCM has been celebrating 60-year anniversary last uh, year or so, is that still continuing?
2: It is, yes. We we started in September of 1963. Um, We had uh, events every month basically Mm -hmm. in the fall semester. Uh, The big one was the September party that we had, the community party. Um, but our first graduation was in 1964 so um, the May 2024 mm-hmm. graduation will be our 60th graduation commencement exercises so that will kind of culminate all the this uh, a- anniversary activities mm-hmm. um, and it's really going to be a, a, an exciting um, exciting graduation and uh, we are going to invite our alumni of the year which was one of our first graduates in that class of 1964 Bill Zellner and um, we're going to invite him to the graduation ceremony and just to be there and um, you know it's just that's a that's a big accomplishment 60 years for oh, the yeah. community the community um, it should be really proud of a, an institution that has lasted through so many changes and mm-hmm. you know throughout time and um, just things are going even stronger than ever but we still have stayed with our roots of skills, trades, and technical education sure. while just expanding other areas as well. So,
1: yep. All right. there anything else uh, going on?
2: Yeah, workforce training mm-hmm. is always going great. We started a new heavy equipment operator class Monday, um, and so that's going great, and it's fun to see all the, the, the students with all the equipment mm-hmm. out on, on the, on the uh, campus grounds. Um, we received an dot grant, which is the Department of Transportation, for $207,000 um, for our CDL program. Mm-hmm. And then Wayne Smith Trucking, uh, another great industry partner, has donated a new flatbed trailer. So we will begin a second CDL class coming up. Um, and so we're just continuing to schedule those classes year-round. They start throughout mm-hmm. the semester, and uh, of course we'll have the two big groundbreaking ceremonies. Uh, this uh, probably within about I would say a month or two we will probably break ground on the clock tower project mm-hmm. um, and our of course our big uh, new building the health and science center um, the, we're about 75 percent complete on the architectural mm-hmm. plans um, so once that's uh, complete we'll have a groundbreaking for that as well i'm really excited about that and it goes back to the nursing demand Uh, it's going to expand those options so all right a
1: lot of exciting things happening Mm -hmm. so and hopefully a good uh good start to the semester and a good a good spring semester at uaccn thank you you've been listening to kvom's morning news watch the podcast edition